Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. But what I wanted to talk about the title here is the title that John uses in John chapter 10. Verse 1 to 3. And let me just read that for you. That's John chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. And it says, I'm going to try to put this on the screen or put it on my phone. John chapter 10, and I'll read once again verses 1 through 3. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep, excuse me, the man does not enter a sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other ways is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So the title that I want us to focus on for these next few minutes is the title, The Good Shepherd. You see, in this verse, Jesus is saying that his sheep know his voice. And that if Jesus needs to do something for you or if someone needs to do, if they're crawling over the gate, sneaking underneath it, going around a different way, that is not the shepherd. And Jesus is saying, in other words, that that if I'm doing something for you, I will open up the gate. I will walk right in. And you will not even question that it was from me. Jesus says that he is the good shepherd. And Jesus actually goes on in John chapter 10, verse 10. And this is our main scripture for tonight. And it says this, the thief comes only to steal and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And another translation says this, that I come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So the three simple points that I'm going to cover here today is one, uh, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Point two, I come. And point three, give life and to have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal and destroy. You see, The devil wants us to think that when bad things happen to us, it's punishment from God. In fact, if you read in the scriptures, uh, you know, if a person had a handicap or something, the first thing they would say is, is that, well, that person sinned. That's why they're that way. And they would take it even a step farther and say, well, maybe they didn't sin, but maybe their parents sinned. And so that's a result of their Friends, Jesus makes it so clear that's not him. He doesn't come to destroy and to kill. In fact, it's so funny. I was filling out my new insurance paper, and, and, and it actually said on there, you know, if something happens to your house, that, you know, it's, and they use the word an act of God. So in other words, even programming in our heads that if something bad happens even by nature, that's God. And I'm here to say, y'all, once again, that that scripture that we just read, 
That's not the way the good shepherd acts. You see, God is not in the business of destroying, killing, or stealing. That is a lie from the father of lies. That's not the God we serve. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't allow things that we do and there'll be a circumstance through it. And I'm not even saying that bad stuff is not going to happen to us. But you have to understand that God has no pleasure in making bad things happen to us. That's not the God we serve. But the God we serve can take a bad situation. He can touch it and make it good. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying here? That God loves you. That God is on your side. In fact, why this scripture just comes to me so much. I had a young person tell me not that long ago is that uh, um, they're saying that Pastor Pete made an appeal and I was going to come up um, and, and just really make a commitment. But then I started thinking, if I do that, then the devil's going to start having all sorts of things happen to me. And so I just sat in my seat. And I had to share this text with them. Friends, that's not of God. That if you believe that, then you believe that the devil is more powerful than God. If you think that if you stand up for something good and then God just sits back and he allows the devil then to just take over and beat you up and just. No. And even if you go through a trial and God allows you to go through it. God knows the end result and what the end result can do. Because he sees the bigger picture. And so he may allow the devil to have a season of kind of doing, but God only allows that to happen when he knows that the outcome is going to be far greater. And that that situation you're going through is going to make you a stronger person. Friends, you have to believe that. That God has a plan. And he has a mission for your life. In fact, the verse that Prefi gets so tired of me saying, I'm sure, is my life verse, is for that I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. So in other words, understand this, that God is not in the business of trying to steal from you, trying to destroy you, trying to kill you. I just want you to be completely clear that that's not the good shepherd. And so it brings us right into our next point, and that is simply, I have come. You see, Jesus loved us so much that he wants us to be with him forever. And he decided to come himself. To make a difference for us. When I was in India, I heard a story from a person who was trying to explain to a Hindu about Jesus and what Jesus did for us and him dying for us and all this. And, and he tried to explain it to this, this person. And the more he explained, the more confused the person got and didn't make sense. And the person would say, why would a great big God and so powerful, why would he come down to our earth and, and die? That doesn't even make sense. And the guy just, just felt so convicted that he had to get this person to really understand and to see how much Jesus loved them. But nothing seemed to work. Well, one day this Hindu guy was walking in his particular culture. 
um, ants are something very sacred to them. And that's his culture, his tribe, and that's the thing that they're just very sacred to them. And so he was walking and just thinking, and, and then in the distance he saw a farmer with a great big farm equipment plowing the ground, and then he noticed there was an ant mound in the path that this tractor would be coming. And so since ants in his culture are very sacred and all this, he wanted to figure out, what can I do? I got, I got to stop this. And so he says, no, 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 I can't stop. The thing is too big. I can't go in, in front of it and wave it down. And the guy's not going to believe. I don't know what to do. He says, I can just get these ants to get out of here. And then he thought for a moment. And then all of a sudden, he said the gospel started to make sense to me. Because if I could have become an ant and got down there and warned all those ants to get out of there, I would have done it. And that's what they were trying to explain to me what Jesus did. He saw this crazy world and all this craziness and what we're going through. And he says, you know what? It's not good enough for me to just send someone else down there to tell them, but I need to go myself and do it. We understand that's how much God loves us. That he was willing to become one of us. To do his best to say, I have come that you might have life. I have such an awesome future for you. Friends, don't let your circumstances right now distract you from your future blessings. There are many times right this moment we're so busy looking at what we're going through, how bad things, and we can't even get past of this what God has in store for us. And let me just say this for some of us here. Our past does not equal our future. That even in the midst of all what we have done, God still made a way that he could erase our past and give us a fresh start. In fact, um, I'm Hebrew, and I remember Pete took Hebrew and all that fancy, fancy stuff. And, and one of the things that I love is that, 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 that the word in Hebrew can be translated when God says that uh, I forgive in the Old Testament. He says, I forgive. And that also can be loosely translated as I forget. And one theologian says that God chooses to give himself amnesia when we ask him for forgiveness Kyle, do you understand that? He chooses to give himself amnesia when we ask for forgiveness. So in other words, he erases all that craziness and he gives us a fresh start every time. Your past does not equal your future. You see, God loved us so much that he was willing to come himself to show us and to tell us, to explain to us that through him, we have life. And so that brings us to our last point here. It's simply this, that God came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. 
You see, God wants your life to be used to the fullest. He wants you to do for him things that you can't imagine yourself doing. I have a little sticker at my house that says this, and Caitlin, you'll love this. It says, what would you do if you knew 100% you would not fail? Just imagine that. What would you do for God if you knew 100% you would not fail? Would you write a book? Would you make a CD? Would you start a business up? Would you travel the world? Just think about that. What would you do? And friends, I'm here to say that that's what God wants to do for you. See, he came that you might have this life and that you might have this life more abundantly. Stop focusing upon your problems. Stop worrying about other people and what they're doing and what they're not doing. I tell people that I I have a hard enough time just trying to keep Terry straight. Enough worry about somebody else trying to keep them straight. Just understand that God has such an awesome future for you. Is there anyone here been to Thailand before? We have some people. Yes. Yes, Michelle. Now, did you ever? (laughs) I love it. Did you get a chance to see the, uh, the golden Buddha when you were there? Y'all, this is one of the most amazing stories. In fact, if I wouldn't have researched it and seen the pictures for myself, Sydney, I don't think I would even believe it. But let me tell you this, that there is a statue in Thailand. Now, you brace yourself for this. This is the honest truth. Michelle will verify it afterwards. The thing weighs... Five tons. But this is the flip side of the story. It's made of gold. Can you just imagine five tons of gold? Now, this thing is, makes it even more stranger. Is that it was made, they think, they think maybe back in the 1100s, years and years ago. And there was a warring tribe from Burma that was coming to invade Thailand. And this huge statue was in the middle of their whole worship experience and everything. And so they thought that these people, well, they thought right because they said these people would take the statue, get the gold and all this. And so what they decided to do was to make a plaster and cover the whole statue up with plaster. And that way when the invading army came, they would, they would just think it's just a regular statue and wouldn't pay attention to it. And the plan worked, Mm-mm-mm. except for this, that they killed everyone in the village, literally. And so no one was alive to tell anyone that this thing was covered with plaster. Mm. Wow. wow! And so that's the way it sat for years. And then they moved it around to the capital. One of the kings decided he wanted all the statues in a certain part of the country. And that's when they made a... Um, um, uh, I, uh, I can't think of the city of Thailand. They made that the capital. And so they uh, moved that Bangkok. So they moved it to Bangkok, along with hundreds of other statues. And then they decided to move that particular statue to another location. Now, keep in mind, now, this is 1955 now. And as they're moving it to another location, it drops a little piece of, it drops, boom. 
And so they're they calling the people, what are we going to do? We've broke this historic statue. And they're going to worried about the plaster, all this. Then all of a sudden they saw something shiny. I said, what? What is, what is that? And they chipped a little piece off. And there was something shiny after that. And they chipped off. And they discovered that the entire statue was made of gold. And then they moved and they built this great, big, beautiful temple on top of it. And you can go and see it to this day. But for thousands of years, this thing had been covered over. And Pete, it made me think. There are some of us here today. We have allowed life to cover us up. Friends, you are golden underneath. God looks at you He sees the potential inside of you. He sees the dreams that he's given you, but you've allowed this plaster to cover those dreams up. And like that statue, no one knows what's underneath you. What dreams do you have? He wouldn't have just said that scripture to just say it. I have come to give you life more abundantly and then just no he said that for a reason and a purpose and I want you to allow God to chip that plaster away from you he has you alive in 2015 for a reason if he didn't need you here he would know go ahead and let you rest and that'll be the end of it and you will see each other in heaven but he's not done with you yet that's the only reason that you're still here. And many of us, we think that we have done stuff so bad or we do stuff. That has nothing to do with God's love. Amen. God loves you. Even if you didn't change, he would still love you the exact same. And so I'm feeling inclined right now to pray a special prayer as we conclude here. I don't know what the plaster is on your life. Maybe it's negative thinking. Maybe the plaster is by people hurting you, stuff they have said, and you've allowed that plaster to stick on you, and so you believe it now. Maybe you're thinking it's the past that, you know what, my father was no good, my mother was no good, I'm no good, this is just the way I am. I don't know what the plaster is. But what I do know is that you're golden inside. And God sees that gold in you. He wants to use it for his glory. And this is one of those times where I don't want you to worry about the person to your next to you, to your left or to your right. This is just between you and God. Nobody else. I'm going to ask Pete to maybe just sing a course. 
whatever the Lord puts on his heart. And I'm going to invite whoever you are. I don't know who you are, but the Lord has said that he wants to break your plaster today at this very moment. He wants to use you to your full potential. He wants to give you life. More abundant life. And as Pete leads out in this song, I'm going to invite you to come forward, whoever you are. And you're coming forward as just simply saying, Lord, I want you to break this plaster off of me, dear Lord. I want to be the goldenness inside of me to show. Pete, would you sing and just come forward if that's your desire. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Oh, Jesus paid it Maybe it's stuff people have said about you. Maybe it's all in your mind that you have just said, I can't be used by God the way I want to. He wants to break it, friends. situation has allowed plaster to harden where in your heart you can't even see you getting out of that situation but Lord we know that you can break that Lord there's someone here that's suffering from a relationship problem and they can't even love right now Lord they have so much plaster on their heart and the plaster is from real stuff by hurts and lies and all sorts of stuff. And, but Lord, you're saying here today that you can even crack that plaster, dear Jesus. You can remove it, Lord. And you, you even said in your word that you can take that heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. So Lord, whoever that person is and, and, and the relationship may even be with a relative, dear Lord. You, do, you know exactly what that hardened heart and what it looks like and you know that you can change it. Lord, there's someone here today that has a spiritual condition. They have allowed this world to make them so hard, dear Jesus. 
that they've gotten to the point where it's almost a don't care attitude. And you're saying today, dear Lord, that you can break that. You can renew them, dear Lord. You can renew their spirit. And Lord, there are many other things that are inside of us and work situations and we can go on and on and on and on but what we do know no matter what it is you can break it you can heal it you can restore it you can fix it and so Lord we come before you here today saying restore Lord fix dear Lord straighten out dear Lord Lord, one thing we know for sure, we don't want our 2015 to look like our 2014. And so, Lord, we give ourselves to you. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break the plaster. Break it, dear Lord break the situation break the impossibility break the lies people have said about us break it dear Lord break it break it break it dear Lord renew it now Lord shine it dear Lord polish it dear Lord that we can leave here completely glowing we can leave here knowing that we're made of gold that we're shining in you dear Lord that people will look at us and say there's something different about them. I don't know what it is. I don't understand, but there's something that is completely different. And Lord, we know that you're capable of doing that. And so Lord, we turn every situation now over to you. And we will leave here saying, you are the one that made the difference. In the name of Jesus, let us all say, amen. Now do me a favor, you know I haven't did this in a while. If you believe that God is bigger than your situation, give him a round of applause. you can go back to your seats and so we want you to leave here today friends knowing that now you, you got to remember this now leave here today knowing that you are golden god bless you wherever life's journey is taking you we hope you can find a home at gateway fellowship we'd love it if you came to visit sometime we meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.